Next topic is gender transformative. What does it mean to be a girl or boy? What does society expect of girls or boys? Should one gender be more concerned with pleasing their intimate partners? Are girls too emotional, right? Have you ever heard that word? Am I emotional? Am I too emotional? No, always know that your emotional value is the most important. Do boys only want sex, not relationships? Does a girl's passion for science or technology make her less attractive? And and you ask that question, you know, have you ever felt like you were different? Have you ever felt like you didn't fit in because of what everyone else was doing? Right? Where that question again says, does a girl's passion for science or technology make them less attractive? No, it doesn't, because it's always a plus, you know, to use your knowledge in life. And the next question is, can boys wear pink? How teens answer these questions and how they are impacted developmentally by them are largely based on culturally defined beliefs and expectations, gender norms. Gender norms are socially constructed ideals, scripts, and expectations for how to be a girl, a woman, boy, or man. So so by saying that, um, it's kind of like our society wants us to meet these expectations, you know, um, it's an ideal, you know, to where you have to be a certain girl or act a certain way. Or if you're a woman, this is how you should be um, conformed. And, you know, if you're a male or a little boy or a man, this is how society wants you to be. Right. And um, so the more rigid the beliefs and the greater the risk of harm for all youth and teens in their lives as they move into and through adulthood. Um, you know, the greater risk of harm is where it impacts the most, right? Because it says for all youth and teens, their lives, and as they move into through adulthood, um, which affects them the most because they are young and, you know, I mean, of course, they're in high school, so they're not able to really pinpoint, you know, their emotions. They're not able to to practice, you know, their self-esteem and uh, relationship goals and, and what they really want because their their brain isn't in that mindset. It's not quite there um, to where they have that figured out. So it's frustrating, right? Because society wants them to them wants them to be this greatest, you know, this gender norm. So it's pressure, right? It's pressure to fit in. Girl circle is a gender responsive and gender transformative support group model. By exploring cultural definitions of gender Youth can address their experiences and develop resistance strategies to positively influence, avoid, or end relationships that carry harmful attitude and behaviors and instead seek out safer role models, behaviors, and relationships. And, you know, this is a lot of coming from the manual 
you know, this evening, I'm just speaking on what is is directly from the manual. I'm I'm reading, you know, things that I know and maybe the knowledge that I've gained from from learning myself. Um, you know, an example of risk and rigid gender norms. The risk of dating violence increases when boys are taught that they are more masculine when they are in control of a relationship with the girl. You know, and by saying that, men are taught that they're more masculine in their masculinity if they control the relationship. You know, if they're in control of the woman, if if the woman conforms into, you know, who they want them to be. Right. And and that's where it's always a problem because women are fighting, not so much fighting, but they want their own voice to be heard. Right. They want to be heard for who they are. And sometimes, you know, with our society, because we um, because it's all part of a gender norm. Sometimes you feel like, God, do I do I want to be a part of this stigma or do I want to shine on my own? You know, do I want to be an individual? So, you know, you ask yourself that when you're in those relationships. And it says, and girls who experience being controlled are taught just how men are. Just how, I mean, and so what that's saying is, and girls who experience being controlled, right? So they are being controlled. That's just how, are taught, that's just how men are. So later on, they tend to think that um, that's just how men are, right? Controlling. um, And you always hear it. Oh, he's so controlling. Oh, he's always, you know, just controlling. It's always controlling the situation, you know. So um, it's just something to think about. It says young people who believe and expect equality within the relationship are at a less risk of harm. Um, so it says when young people who believe in and expect equality, so that just means equal rights. That just means, you know, I want my my love and my respect to be reciprocated. Equality, right? You What you're giving in, you want to give out. What you are putting in you want to put out you want it in return if that makes sense um you know they're they are at less risk of harming one another so if you're at less risk of harming one another then no one's in control right and you don't feel like my man is in control of me uh because you guys are deciding to um to expect equality. So that means 50-50. That means a partnership. And the more of a partnership you have where you guys are at 50-50, then the better, less risk of a harm. Because when you're being controlled, you're losing that power. You're losing that control over yourself. So that starts to hinder an effect on your relationship. <laughs> Hi guys, so going back to what I was saying 
earlier and previously, I'm still reading my book. It says that while cultures may defer on particular meanings and ways to create the talking stick or feather, indigenous groups consistently convey the value of collaboration and connection in practicing this tradition with counsel or a circle. So with that being said, um, you ever find yourself being misunderstood or you ever find yourself um, interrupted or or powerless or closed off, you know, uh, whether you're shy, you know, whether you're whether you're loud, you know, whether you have an opinion and it's still not understood, you know, I think the talking stick or even the feather, you're able to use that to your advantage where it's your time to shine, where your voice is now being heard because um, maybe it's at a point where, where no one's listening to you and you're like, damn, like, why is it me? Why am I the only one who isn't able to speak up for myself, right? So within this girl circle, if if the stick is being passed around and it's your turn, you're able to use that to the greatest to the greatest pleasure, you know, because you will feel more comfortable having your voice being heard. You would feel more comfortable saying what you have to say because now the audience is on you, right? Now all eyes are finally on you. So I have a quote in my book where it talks about so much can be gained by listening. Is it a coincidence that the creator gave us one mouth and two ears? The power of the circle allows the heart to be shared with each other. What we share with each other heals each other. And that quote is by John Peters. So, um, you know, with that being said, it's like it's it's the power of the circle allows the heart to be shared with each other. So the power and the group of women that's within that circle uh, allows your heart, what's true to you, what means so much to you, right? Whether it was traumatic, problematic, or a loss within itself, you know, uh, your heart whether it's being healed, whether it's in the process of its its own course in life, right? It's being shared with others. It's being shared to um to to let it out, to to tell everyone, hey, I'm important. I'm just as important. And what I'm saying is gonna be heard. It's gonna get to everyone. You know? Um and what we share with each other heals each other. I think that's a great ending to that quote because uh, what we share heals one another. So little do you know, sometimes listening to someone else gives you empathy for what they're going through, right? It, it kind of like helps you think about your situation and... um not even a situation, right? Because you may not be going through anything at that moment, but that person is. So with that being shared with the group, with that being shared within the class, you're able to see like, hey, okay, like maybe I can relax or, or not even relax, but maybe I can rethink about things in my life or maybe, 
You know, I could just be an ear and a, a listener to what she's going through. Because maybe nothing is going on in your life, but you're able to just to just be an open ear, an open ear to someone. Um, uh, it heals each other. And I and I, I believe that because you may have commonalities within your group and what she might be going through is the same that you might be going through. So then when you two are able to share that, when you're able to share that story, you will be able to connect. You know, it would be a, a connection like no other because you're like, hey, Girl, like, let me give you a hug. Um, let me let me heal you. Let me tell you that it's okay because I'm going through the same thing. And sometimes I like to push that. And you know, we always find ourselves comparing each other to other women, and um, comparing. You know, being sure we fit in or we don't fit in. Um, and we're we're always at a attack, right? It's always like a rat race, or we're always against one another instead of uplifting one another. Um, you know, I heard somewhere in another podcast where he mentioned. I mean, it was on a different subject. It was on a different topic. It was about relationships, but he said instead of holding me down, hold me up. And that could be used in the same context, in the same way as the girl circle, because you will be able to heal each other in many different ways, right? So instead of standing alone or standing as an individual, you will be able to stand together. Standing together and standing as a pack can go so much further, right? Because the pack and and she's your alibi she's your homie right you can depend on her to know that i mean even putting in your trust you can you can use that if you need to speak up for yourself she can get in right she can say hey okay you're right you know that is wrong or hey that wasn't right why did why did you push her why did you why did you attack her you know like that was wrong um because Honestly, we're always looking for that. I mean, because there's the class clown, right? But if you choose to not laugh, if you choose to do the opposite, then your voice will shine and you will be heard, right? It's always easy to be a part of the class clown and laugh with them instead of standing out. But when you stand out, that's when your true light shines. So with that being said, as far as the girls group, when you're able to share, you're healing. And when you're healing, you're becoming stronger, right? And women can use that to their advantage and become stronger. They can use that to advantage and heal. You know, they can realize like, okay, I, I know what I'm doing. Um, and this woman seems like she's having some trouble too. So then let's work on it together, right? Let's network. Let's uh, think of game plans. Let's decide, okay, we could do this. We could share that. Let's, let's connect, you know. What's your thoughts on protecting your energy? I have a quote from something that I was reading earlier and it says every action doesn't deserve a 
reaction. Protecting your energy is way more important. Um, so I wanted to discuss that because it states that, um, so every action that you make in life, you know, doesn't need a reaction. You know, it doesn't deserve a reaction. So it depends on yourself. It depends on, you know, if you think it needs one or if you think it deserves one. Of course, anything that you do in life, you deserve. It's important to you. It's about, you know, yourself. It's about self-love. It's about what importance does that define? You know, and then it says, you know, protecting your energy is way more important. You know, and I, I feel like that's true because your energy is what uh, what surrounds you. It it what evolves. It's what people pay attention to. It's what you have developed for yourself. So you think, um, okay, is in this situation, is protecting my energy more important, or is getting on this person's level? Um, something that needs to be done, right? And then um, going back to the quote, you know, I have a friend who sent me something and it's called, um, he sent me something to the the quote that I posted, right? Because I follow this page called Black Female Therapist. And he said that... Um, it's a it's a physics equation. So his equation states that it's a Newton's third law and it basically means for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. So to me with that being, you know, said, I think that um every action has their own equal. So it's it's more like, okay, do you care to you know, get on this person's level, which will make it equal, you know, do you, do you care to, like, um, argue with this person as they're arguing with you, or do you, do you care to have an opposite reaction, you know, by meaning that, I just mean, do you care to protect your energy, right, do you care to have an opposite reaction compared to their reaction that follows that action, right, do you care to, um, protect your energy through this or um, do you choose to try something else, right? Which might be more negative because usually when we're upset or, or, or angry or arguing, right? We, we do things to hurt people naturally and we use those to get a reaction out of it, right? So you think to yourself, okay, dealing with this person and I know that they're arguing with me or maybe they're trying to get under my skin right because they're trying to um you know you think to yourself okay by by dealing with this situation should I protect my energy and move on and find something better or fight back because naturally we want to fight back because we feel like okay god like you just really treated me like crap right you, you treated me like crap and I, I just want to get you back like I'm so frustrated I just want to get you back but then you think to yourself okay is getting you back worth my self-love is it worthy of who I am or is protecting it more important you know is getting on your level going to justify anything are you going to change you know, are you going, not even change, but are you going to sort of um, see things from my perspective, right? Because 
me getting on your level is more like arguing with you back. So it's kind of like, okay, are you going to see things from my perspective? If I do argue with you, you know, you have to sometimes question yourself. Okay, if I get on this person's level, are they going to understand anything that I say? Okay, so make sure you pay attention to that. So as I'm reading, it says that it's strengths based approach. It says that within the circle, a a perspective sort of like opens the girl's experience. It says that it's a a balanced approach to working with youth that involves identifying and harnessing individual and group strengths. So by that, it just shows that within the circle, it's going to, um, like, you know, having that approach is going to definitely strengthen them, like, like it says, as an individual or in a group setting, um, based off of the skills that we learn, the capacity in the group, and the assets that we, you know, that we have within the group. Um, and then it, we're also going to be recognizing the risks and needs. So sort of, um, you know, what's not what's keeping them at risk, like what's, what's holding them at risk, sort of like, um, you know, and the needs that they want within themselves. You know, you're not asking yourself the need for others because it's it's not about others, right? The group is based off of solely, like, yourself and the group. So I think a lot of this is what you think you need, like, what you know you need in life, you know, which will build on your strengths so the things so by reading that it pretty much is telling me that like everything that you need or everything that you think you need is going to build on your strength right whether it um whether it's positive or negative but in the end result you know that you want it to be positive because that's what's going to help you in the long run. Like you'll succeed further in the long run. So it says continually building on those strengths because the more that the more weight you put on you, sometimes your weight could be good or bad. It depends because your weight can also pull you down. Right. But that's where you have your pros and cons and you decide to yourself, okay, do I choose to build upon this strength or do I stay stagnant within it? Um, so it says building on strengths to reduce the risk and increase protective factors. So in my opinion, when it says your, you know, your protective factors, it would be you know, protecting your energy, protecting your space, your outer space, your family, your friends, who you associate yourself with, um, who you let in your circle, 
who you choose to not let in your circle. I think that all is part of a protective factor, right? Because you have to realize, is this worth my time? Is this worth my energy? You know, is this worth me getting upset? Sometimes we find ourselves upset with our enemy and then you can just go back and sort of ask yourself, okay, is it, is it helping me? You know, cause the, the whole point of the, the circle is, you know, protecting your factors, protecting your energy, loving yourself more, valuing yourself more, and just having more courage towards your wants and needs. Uh, it also says that the approach is well recognized within the mental health and the public health fields. So, I mean, as far as like I'm concerned, um, it's definitely something that I can use in the long run when I become a therapist because, um, you know, not only do I work with people that have mental health disorders, but this approach is going to help them to reach their goal, right? Because I'm there to speak with them and to sort of guide them to that goal, right? So that is the public and that is going to help with their their mental health disorder. It's going to help with their depression. It's going to help with their anxiety, it's going to help with the trauma in their life because it's all of a, a strength. So the more they come, the more they're going to build on that strength. They're going to get to that goal. You know, um, even even in public health, even with human services, right? Like every group or individual or family member that may need that help, Right. Social work, um, eligibility, um, you know, all those individuals need assistance. So, you know, with human services, you're able to sort of um, counsel them. Yeah. Today I'm at the Powell Center, like I was saying in the beginning a few weeks ago, and um Today we're going to be going over, well, this is technically week one, but today we're going to be going over, uh, you know, checking in a open ritual activity one, since it's week one, and this open ritual is going over the commonalities between each girl. Um, you know, so pretty much the... The definition of the game is, um, you know, as individuals, we are all different, and yet we can only have commonalities such as interests. So this will allow them to build bridges with one another. Um, so then later on, they can celebrate things that they have in common and their differences in each other. Um, so where they're able to connect with similar ideas through activities, 
um, just interests, whether it's sports, movies, fashion, celebrities, you know, something that young girls would be interested in. Um, you know, so so it's sort of like each girl gets a bead of the same color and then in a in ten girl circle one girl will receive nine yellow beads and another girl will receive blue beads. Anyway, so the subject of the game is sort of replace something when they have something in common but we're actually replacing it with Starburst because Starbursts are good. <laughs> so there's a difference. Um, you know, that will keep them interested in it. So um, then later on throughout the, the activity, the group, then we'll be able to share the activity within our group and then sort of leave it at our closing ritual. Okay, so it's... Um, Wednesday, January 8th, and it's 5 o'clock. So I just finished up with the girls' circle, and, um, you know, I can say that it was really interesting learning more about the girls. Um, You know, we sort of did an activity in the beginning where we talked about... um, you know, just setting some guidelines and some rules that they can follow, that they can pass on to one another. Um, you know, one of the girls, you know, what's kind of cool is they all have neat handwriting. So it's really great that they're able to use that handwriting and express themselves in in different colors and in positive words and just sort of jot everything down that they feel you know and on one of the sheets they have be kind positivity be yourself being respectful meet new people um i did find some spelling errors uh you know some spelling errors but I know that that's something that is probably just not, um, that's not, you know, sometimes I know that in school, like, we're learning, we think that we're paying attention, but if you're not able to practice those skills out of school, um, you know, out of your, your daytime schoolwork, then it's hard to sort of stick with that in your head. It's it's hard to hold on to that because sometimes you find yourself learning it in school and just to pass a class instead of sticking with that in the long run. You know, so I, I, I do recommend, um, you know, encouraging to practice spelling or just practice grammar on your own so then you can be more proficient yeah, so you can just learn more on your own so you can carry that on in the long run because knowing how to spell and using grammar and using words is going to help you later on in life when you write reports, when you do essays, you know, when you have writing assignments. So, uh, you know, but it's it's very, you know, awesome to hear the girls just kind of be open about Uh, different things that they experience. I know after playing the game, 
I noticed that they were more open with one another, learning more about one another. Similar girls had uh, favorite foods that they liked, favorite colors, um, you know, celebrities that they had an interest. For one of the examples, one of the girls and I had a favorite food, which is, you know, mac and cheese, like homemade mac and cheese. You know, I love mac and cheese and she said she did too. So I think it started to become more of something that they were comfortable with uh, instead of holding back like maybe they they were in the beginning. Um, And, you know, I I found something really interesting also listening to the girls is that they're all interested in women. Um, I know nowadays that that is something that, you know, these girls are into. I'm finding out that the more it is part of our, our society, the more people are being accustomed to it. It seems like the more open people are about their sexuality and, uh, you know, dating other women, it seems like girls are either following that or they're, they're curious themselves. They're sort of like testing the water, you know, um, I don't have anything against that, but I do feel like if you, I do feel like that shouldn't be a focus at this point in your life. I think that, uh, learning more about, you know, promoting honesty and respect and uh, speaking from your heart and being able to trust yourself and trusting others will be able to get you further in the long run. You know, to say something that you feel is um, true to you. I mean, uh, you know, okay, there's nothing wrong with doing something that uh, the other people are doing but then you ask yourself you know are they is this part of their identity is this part of their identity development you know um in one of my in one of my readings it says relational cultural model you know you have this model form of something that you um you know this model form and this theory of what a woman should be. So then you ask yourself, okay, um, how they look, how they talk, what their interests are. Um, you know, do they feel the need to fit in, you know, with their peers as they identify their development, you know, as they the, the identify as these women, you know, they're young, they're, they're vulnerable, they're sort of just at their, their shining light right now to figure out who they really are. Going back to what I was saying, um, within the first podcast, in the first half of it, I was mentioning how I was learning about the girls and getting to know them, and they're, um, they're sort of their minds are kind of like sort of exploring and they're becoming it's like curiosity kills the cat right when they're sort of like exploring your mind and deciding like okay you know is this is this me am I gay am I bisexual do I like straight am I am I into men only women only um to me that's all part of once again like it's repeated in the first podcast I say that um you know I think it's part of our identity development I think that's part of fitting in 
or um you know, I think it's just part of an adolescent time where you're, you're young, your mind is young, and you're sort of just figuring yourself out. You think that, okay, if I am into this girl, I'm cool. If I'm into this stud, okay, I'm cool. Even though we don't actually really know the true meaning behind it because they're so, you I mean, it's just so broad. It's like, okay, I like girls. Okay, do you like are you bisexual? Do you think you're gay? You know, there's just so many, um, so many things to talk about behind it, you know? So I, I just wanted to kind of go back to that. And, um, I don't know. It's just interesting, you know, cause Hey guys, this is Kayla. I'm getting back with my podcast. I wanted to kind of go over a recap of last week. I I missed last week, so I kind of skipped over into week three, but I just kind of wanted to go over what we talked about, some exciting news, and just some updates on it. So, um, as far as like our open ritual, it's sort of like what we do every time the girls get together. And uh, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting kind of sort of uh, used to seeing the girls. It's nice that they're able to join us. They're getting comfortable. One of my girls opened up to me this this past week and it was great. That was her first time opening up. And uh, for the past couple weeks, she wasn't able to. I think she was just kind of testing the waters to see, okay, how, uh, am, am, I, am I comfortable with this person? Am I going to feel comfortable around her? And I completely understand because we're being 100% honest with ourselves and me too. So I know that she would want to feel comfortable expressing her herself and you know, her highs and lows. So we did a, a open ritual to to backtrack. We did an open ritual in the beginning where it's sort of like this silent, uh, this minute of silence where you just kind of are quiet to yourself and you let go of what's in front of you and you let go what's behind you. So uh, it's sort of like you just get into your deep thoughts and you, you sort of just sit there and just think to yourself, okay, what what does life have in store for me not what someone else wants me to do or what i need to do tomorrow or what that what my boss says or what my school teacher says or what do i need to do with someone else what do i have to do from someone else what can i do for myself so then i kind of want them to sit there in that moment of silence and just sort of think about those things and just kind of relax just take a deep breath relax i mean cuz sometimes you have a long day you're stressed out um, you know, just things can be heavy on your plate. So sometimes it's really good to kind of just relax and take a moment and breathe in and breathe out. So we did an open ritual for about a minute. And uh, then we kind of got into labels. And it's about labeling, uh, stereotyping, and exploring new perspectives. So getting to this uh, this game and this activity that we did... We, I had them jot down, um, you know, on the board, sort of like a, a spider format. Not really. I tried the spider format, but then I decided to just switch it up. So they also got, um, so in the program, we kind of all were around in a circle. They got food. They were able to kind of eat and talk and just kind of, you know, be themselves. So we jot down on the board the positives and negatives of labeling. Uh, I know that 
in adolescence and in high school, um, you know, and I'm talking to these girls, I'm learning a lot as well. And I know just from my point of view or what I experienced in high school at a young age, you're, you're labeled a lot, right? You're labeled a lot. It's more of like a fit in. Do I fit into this group? Do I fit into that group? Um, you know, what's a stereotype, you know, okay, is she, one of the girls that are is cute or pretty or you know so is smart is she educated you know does she have brains so really you just have to kind of just sort of see what is is best for you in high school you know what fits for you and I know these girls are sort of going through that stage in life where they're thinking okay what is going to be the right step for me moving forward um So it was sort of like I wanted the girls to jot down on the whiteboard what was the positives and negatives of their... of their high school experience, sort of like what someone has said to them or what they have said to other people, right? And, um, you know, going back to the positive side, there were some great, great positives. There was, um, you know, beautiful and pretty and and then you had like thick or you know just just comments and you know um just great things that they had to say just sort of like um and then you had the other side I'm trying to remember exactly what it was but then you had the other side and it was a negative and the negatives were kind of you know surprising where there was like ugly and um you know just um you know, people just saying that they're not beautiful or just just kind of mean comments that kids sort of say to one another. So I, I asked them, you know, what what do you see yourself or what do you see yourself as? And they, you know, and they were sort of like, like on a good day, you know, they look cute. And that's how I feel too sometimes, you know, on a good day, I feel like I dress up, I look really nice and I'm happy, but, or happy with it. But what I'm trying to get them to realize is being, you know, internally happy within themselves. Like not only do you look good on a good day, but you also look good on a bad day. You know, trying to see them that they're, they have to empower them themselves every morning to know that okay I'm beautiful inside and out you know and even though I may not look up to par today with my nails and hair done or the cute outfit at least I know that I have love for myself at least I know that I'm contingent on you know loving and caring you know for who I am you know that I'm proud of and I think that it's about just your self-respect I mean it's not about okay I look good on one day I look good on bad day I think it's the self-respect overall you know and who you're proud of within that moment so I think those are very important qualities to follow because it says here um you know the the activity was a, a vision quest um game so it was sort of like divide the girls in groups of three and tell them that they will act out scenes that's sort of old school because a lot of what they were talking about was um you know they had to act out in mean girls or the shy and quiet girls the lesbian the cheerleader the popular girl the druggie the stoner the jock like you know those are some of the things that nobody says anymore I mean of course you still have them but it's sort of like um so it's sort of like you know their their time to you know it's just a stereotype that you know maybe just not is as popular as it 
could have been. Uh, I just learned that this girl circle, this this um, pal center girl circle, has been has been up and going since 2009. I think that was a perfect time too because in 2009 I was just entering my freshman year of high school. So I think that or 2010, one of those. So I just think that like those are are peak moments where girls are realizing, okay, God, am I the mean girl? People are calling me mean. Am I the shy girl? Because I'm kind of quiet and antisocial and I keep to myself. You know, and then and what I'm getting them to sort of realize is that it's okay to be that shy girl. It's okay to to be maybe the mean girl, but you know, are you just have to find ways to manage it. At times I think that when we're being played as being the mean girl, we're misunderstood, right? It's like, well, you know, you're mean to people. So it's sort of like, okay, am I willing to change my attitude for the better? Am I willing to put in that extra effort? Because people are telling me that I mean, is it something that's internal, right? It's not always like a fight back or, oh, I need to argue back. Sometimes you have to think to yourself, okay, is this really worth my frustration, right? Because sometimes people may get to you, but it's like, do you want to fight back and get to them? No, it's not even worth it, right? You have to sort of know that you're, you know, that sometimes you don't need to be involved. You know, sometimes you could just sort of push the situation away, right? And then that will kind of ease up on the, oh, she's a mean girl because people are noticing that, and I think that also is a stereotype, right? Where you're you're looked at as the mean girl because you're unfriendly, or you know, um, you'd be surprised what people can say. So I just I want them to realize that you know, people don't know your story. You know, they only see what the surface sees, and the surface is this girl is arguing with another girl in class, or this girl is arguing with another girl on the playground, or this girl is arguing with another girl in the locker room. You know, they don't. Um, you know, we pass judgment based off of what we see um, instead of actually getting to know people. And it's very common in our society where we're basing someone off of their looks, their, you know, uh, how they present themselves because we don't know their story, right? So say, so just for example, not inquiring about the girls in my group, but just for example, a young girl, right, is mean and she is in school yelling and fighting and arguing. Your first instinct is like, oh, she got some issues. Oh, she got some problems. But we don't really know what story is behind that. We don't know her upbringing or her childhood or what has brought her to this mean stage in life. Um, you know, it it's challenging at times when you see other people being able to grab a hold of their opportunities and then you have none. So sometimes I think that it's a push to the right direction when you're explaining to these kids, okay, you can do this. Like, you got this. You have the resources just like someone else. Not just explaining to them, but letting them see the resources that they have, you know, instead of just saying, okay, you got the same resources as this person. Because maybe they don't, but if they're able to dig a little deeper and someone else is able to get in there and help them, then they can be shown. You know, giving up on one another is the easiest route that she can take to uh, to not speak to someone, to judge them, to perceive them as something that they're not, right? Instead of asking them, okay, what is your story? What is wrong? You know, what is behind these, the arguments, the fighting, the frustration, you know?
so I think I think that's where I was getting at in week two is um, just letting them open up to me more, you know, through the the positive and negatives, the the labels, the stereotypes that young girls are going through. And I just learned like so much more information about it. So it was really great to hear their stories, um, you know, being pushed over or feeling like, you know, what they're doing in their friendships aren't good enough, you know, where they've let people back in or people have hurt them, whether it was like boyfriends or girlfriends or friendships, you know, so you have to pick your battles, pick who you choose to be around wisely, because it will follow you in the long run, because it's sort of like if someone sees that you're able to if they know that you have a weak spot, they're probably going to try and use that to your advantage, right? They're going to nitpick at it until you can't, right? So I think that if you're able to say, hey, you know what, I'm the bigger person and I don't choose to be your friend anymore, then hey, why not? I mean, they're going to be a little in shock because they're the one nitpicking, but they'll know that, okay, wow, like she's really standing up for herself and she's moving in the right direction. So... um so for the closing ritual, we sort of did like, uh, um, you know, it asks the question, what is one thing you got from this experience that you'll use next time you are faced with labels and stereotypes? Um, you know, and I, I did give them some really good feedback on that. Um, so I just hope that they will use it to their advantage and and work on themselves. You know, it's not about who to impress or what uh, someone else wants me to be. It's who I want to be. What's important to me? What examples do I want to set for myself in life? Hey, welcome back to Girls Talk. Today is week four and we're going over accepting all different parts of ourselves. Um, I just sort of wanted to do a review of what we're going to be learning today and what we're going to be going over. Uh, To start off, we're going to be doing our open ritual where we kind of like get all the girls together and we sort of have like our our quiet time where we exit out. Uh, Like I mentioned in week three where we sort of, it's sort of like the same repeated thing, but what we do is we exit out all of our negativity right or things that are in front of us or or here today and not tomorrow so I wanted to sort of let that be for about a minute or two and then we're going to get into what we what we're doing today so the the next thing will be the the theme introduction so by introducing by introducing what we're learning today it's about accepting the the parts of yourself so sort of how uh, society points out our our flaws or what should be per- perfected or what is the the idea of a perfect body right so i think today that really is going to touch some subjects because a lot of girls a lot of young adults or even women struggle to figure out okay what's accepting for me and then what's accepting for others sometimes i think we get confused with what's accepting for society and what's accepting for yourself um where we tend to think that we're not good enough or our body's not good enough or we sort of need to change something to enhance something so I, I wanted to go over some different goals or things that we can just sort of see what we can result or conclude in the long run. Um, so it says for the discussion today is that some parts, 
you know, we bring out to some friends and other parts we express with different friends. Um, We all have different parts of ourselves. So to kind of break that down, that just sort of says that, hey, you know, we're all different, you know, in different shapes, in different sizes, in different skin color, skin tones. So it's sort of like instead of trying to enhance it, right, or, or talk about the negative or what society wants me to portray to be, let's enjoy ourselves. Let's uh, sort of love who we are, you know, whether you're um, skinny, you know, petite, heavy set, um, you know, voluptuous, maybe you're like a triple D, you know, it, it doesn't matter. But I think it's more of loving, you know, our assets or what God created, right? Because it's important to love who you are. So, um, and some other things we're going to be kind of doing like quick writing on labels. We're going to be going over labels. In week three, we also did bring up uh, labels in the past podcast that I've had with you guys. So I just wanted to um, share with you what we're going to be learning today. And thanks for listening. Yeah, I think just getting back to uh, what I was saying earlier and the the accepting all different parts of ourselves, I think it's just like, you know, starting to love the skin you're in, you know, um, instead of what what's portrayed on the outside, just think of more of your internal love, you know, and I think if we think more of what's internal, we're not going to worry so much about, okay, um, you know, am I thick enough? You know, do I, you know, you're not tempted to want to change so much of you. You you would be more accepting of yourself because you're starting to think that, okay, no one's worried about what I look like. Everybody's worried about what comes out of my mouth. You know, everyone's worried about, okay, who is she when she walks into the room? You know, what energy is she bringing to the table, you know? And I I think that's probably more important than anyone paying attention to you. I mean, I don't care if there was, like, you know, a pimple, right? Are people going to pay more attention to your pimple or are going to people pay attention to what you have to say? You know, you have to pick your pros and cons. So just something to think about.